Are you ready? Yeah. We're doing it? We're doing it. All right. 2023. <laughs> new, new year, new us. New year, new us. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Diana from Lashed Eyelashes. And Shania from Melbourne Lash & Co. Welcome to our podcast where we talk about all things lashes, business, and a bit of behind the scenes in our personal lives. So we've decided to start a podcast. Yes, we have. We're rookies, so please bear with us. But... Shania and I are very opinionated. We love to share our opinion. If you follow us on TikTok, you'll see that we've shared opinions about everything. But on this podcast, we're going to focus on lashes, behind the business of lashes and beauty, mixing in with a bit of personal stuff and some unfiltered commentary. So <laughs> That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. So bear with us, join in and let's get going. Come watch our journey. Let's. How did your journey start in lashes? Um, so I was working full time actually. So I used to work at NAB. I don't know if I've ever told you this. No. So I used to be uh I used to work in NAB. Yeah. Um I used to work in home loans and I started lashing i don't know why i just thought it was cool and marco was the one that was like you need to do it like you need to become self-employed he's really passionate about it and then i um was at nab working full-time and doing lashes and i felt pregnant and then i went back to nab because i wasn't ready to like leave it and do it full-time i don't know i had this internalized thing of like you know lash text being drop kicks i know that's bad to say but i had that internalized in me but then i um i left i just left i literally just left and i was like this isn't serving me anymore so i was doing financial crime at nab wow. i know <laughs> it's weird how, how our life changes right and where it takes you it's so strange we've taken on a completely polarizing completely trajectory different. in our careers hey i feel like it's all essentially the same skills though right of course it's all the same skills we're just developing the skills that we learn and i did biomedical science at uni so the fuck is wow. that like so many different Wait, things so how long ago was this i left nab when my daughter was born so um i think i left in 2020 whenever i yeah it was during it was during lockdown when i started my business so, so I you started, started your business during lockdown the product side yeah wow during and lockdown. when did you start lashing four years ago Okay. So I've been in the industry for So you were four lashing years. before you had your daughter? Yeah. Oh. I was lashing for two years before I had how my daughter. Do, how do you find having a kid affects your business? Or how do you work? How do you navigate around that? Having a kid affects your business a lot. Like I see a lot of people that don't have kids and they have all of the time to put into their business. But the thing is when you have a kid that doesn't go away and is reliant on you keeping them alive and meeting their needs, I feel like I need to be more... I need to be more intentional with my time. So when my daughter's daycare, she's at daycare for eight, nine hours. I find myself, I, I, I have less time to just scroll endlessly on TikTok or Instagram because I need to mentally think to myself, okay, I need to pull this, pull myself out of it and get shit done because I have to go pick her up and I have to go do the shopping and I have to do the cleaning and stuff like that. So I think that it, it definitely has geared me to be more disciplined and honestly, I never wanted to have ki had have kids. But then when I did, it literally lit a fire up my ass because it wasn't just me that I was worrying about anymore. Yeah. It was, it was my daughter as well. If I don't make money, my daughter doesn't eat. My daughter doesn't. I can't pay for her childcare. I can't do anything. So that's that's how it's kind of changed me as a businesswoman. I think it's the best thing that I could have done. As <laughs> weird as it sounds, having, having a, a baby. baby. Yeah, like of course it limits me, but I have less time to fuck around. 
Yeah. I, Every minute counts, see, man. I, I can I can relate to the opposite side of that because I don't have kids or because I don't have anyone depending on me. So <clears throat> if I slack off, I got no one, you know, up my ass telling me to keep going, which is good and bad, but sometimes it's bad because I can literally sleep all day and have no repercussions from it besides the consequences of what it'll, how it will, it will affect me. Yeah. So I, I take I have that luxury and I do have all the time in the world, but it's also the negative side of that is I don't know when to switch off, especially having a predominantly online business now. Mm. Like I'll sit in my study and do a couple of hours or whatever work on my business, but then when I leave that room, because I live on my own, I don't have to make dinner for anyone. I don't have to put a baby yeah. to sleep. I don't have that. So I'm constantly like I get burnt out from simply having that, the business in my head all the time even though if i'm i'm i am tired and i want to wind down and watch tv yeah so there's there's that side of it too you don't have something pulling you out of it being like hey i need your attention right now yeah. you need to stop what you're doing exactly right and yeah i i find i can relate to that because i do have that but it's also like it's a blessing and a curse because then i'll work let's say like i work for eight hours during the day yeah i have to go pick my daughter up but then I can't start working again until she's asleep, which is usually like 7.38. Yeah. So it's like I have to fit my business around everything else, if that if that makes sense. Like I don't have – I like I view your life as a luxury, as weird as that See, sounds. I need structure, so yeah. I view your life as a – I wouldn't say luxury. It's hard work. I'm just, but look, I've got a dog, but I can leave her upstairs whilst we're filming this, so yeah. it's not the same. And she only costs a bag of dog food every couple of weeks. Like, it yeah. Really, um, but yeah, it's com- we're like completely in opposite ends of the spectrum with this. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that is, it's interesting to see how our lives are so different, but we have the same objective. We have the same goal. We both want to be successful. We we're both just going to get there in a different way. I suppose. Yeah, exactly. But I do envy people who have been lucky enough to come into the business without having all of these responsibilities that I have or any mum has really because you get to spend all your time yeah but do you want to spend all your time I want to why you need a break I I don't know I feel like I feel like you need a break don't get me wrong like I think that self-care is important and stuff like that but when you're trying to reach that next next level in your business there's sacrifices that need to be made yeah and sometimes that sacrifice is potentially not taking time off as much time as you want off this year to go on a $60,000 Europe trip in four years because you're going to be able to afford it mm-hmm. because of the work that you've put in today, you yeah. know? So it's like, I I do work all the time. I'm not going to lie. I work 24 seven, but that's because I know that there's a sacrifice that I need to make to get to that next level of where I want to be. Cause like I said, if I don't make money, my daughter doesn't eat. If I don't make money, I don't get, to, I'm not able to go for a home loan or a mortgage. It's like, it's like everyone, you know, yeah. but I guess it's it's up to you how much you want to sacrifice. Of course. But and for whatever me, you put in is what you're going to get out. So yeah, people exactly. can't be surprised they're not reaching a certain level Yeah, if they're not doing the work. They've got to be honest with themselves about that too. Yeah, exactly. And I, 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 I do that. Like I, I fuck up here and there and I don't put in a lot of work. So I've if I don't get the outcome I'm looking for, I've only got myself to blame. But I, yeah. I'm, I've, I'm at peace with that. I've taken accountability on that. So... I do know when I slack off, that means I'm not going to meet where I want to go. Yeah, but I get that. you got to do what whatever's in your own stride at the same yeah. time. But what things do you do um, to level up your business, like small things in that time that you're focusing on your business? 
I don't put anything off. So if I need something to, that needs to be done, yeah. I don't go, okay, I'm just going to do it tomorrow because tomorrow I have a whole other list of things to do. So yeah. if, for example, um, I needed my photos redone on my website because they weren't 600 by 600, what's it called? Pixels? Mm. PX? Yeah. Um, they weren't um, the correct measurement. So when I needed to do that, I just did it. Yeah. Because then it doesn't add to my list after that. And because I do that constantly, it's given me that sense of discipline to be like, I'm not going to put this off. I procrastinate less. I'm not going to say that I don't procrastinate because I do. But it's little things like that. And just getting, just doing what I need to do at the time Mm -hmm. and not putting it off is what I'm trying to say. Um, Another little thing that I do in my business, um, I make sure everything is done properly because then I don't have I don't have to come back and, and redo, redo it, it because I don't have the time. No one has who the hell wants to go in and do the same thing yep. three or four times. Same with this podcast. We do it properly. We do it the first time. We do it properly. So we don't have to go back and be like, no, we should have done this. We should have done that. And then you feel more confident we're about bit, the product that you bring out. We're kind of perfectionists, but we need to like we've got imposter syndrome at the same time. I know we've how just does gotta that work? overcome that thing. Like, I know. But then once we do it, it's fine. Then we're yeah. like, what the hell was I stressing about for the last 3 6 12 months trying to release this project? It's the antici- anticipation of it and it's like what if fear. no one buys it? No, yeah. what if no one watches Nothing it? What if bad no one comes has to me? Never taking a jump like I know. You make a mistake, that's the worst thing at happen. We're still alive, we're still healthy. Exactly. Like, and the more mistakes you make at a smaller scale, you're more prepared and knowledgeable to take those calculated you risks need, when you're you scaling. You need to make mistakes to learn. No one is perfect. And without making those mistakes, you'll keep doing the same thing because yeah. you're not being corrected on what the right thing is. If you know, if you don't know the difference between what's right and wrong. Yeah, So definitely. as soon as you learn that you're doing the wrong thing, you change whatever's not working to do the right thing and then you can focus on the next obstacle, I've yeah. realised. Yeah. And, and the thing is, growing up in school, it's always got to be like, correct, correct, correct. Whereas in business, it's pretty much mistake, mistake, mistake until you work out what works. 100%. So It's so much failure. And I find that the older <laughs> I get, um, the less pressure I put on myself to be perfect because, yeah. you know, I've realized everyone's having a go. Everyone is doing their best. No one is trying to outshine each other. Everyone's just focusing or they shouldn't be anyway. Yeah. They should be focusing on – I wasn't pointing at you. I was pointing <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> Um, Marco was like, wait, what? What did I do? Shania's partner, Marco, is, has set all this up. So shout out to Marco and he's right here. Um, yeah, so we all do little things to get to where we got to be. But I think making mistakes is a pivotal part in that. And a lot of big business owners have made mistakes. No one's perfect. Yeah. When you say big businesses, though, we're seeing them after years of work, years of mistakes. Exactly So right. many investments gone wrong. You don't see them. Nobody cares about you when you're little. Not, I hate to say it. Nobody cares about you when you're not successful. Yeah. So when you compare yourself to a bigger business, they've already made the mistakes. That's why they're so successful and they can take... Because they know what works. Exactly. They can take those error. calculated risks because they're like, okay, this didn't work last time. I know the idea is good, but let me try it in a different way because I'm taking this lesson from another mistake that I've made. And you yeah. combine it together and there you go. You've got a successful product mm-hmm. so going back to what you do for your business and I'll, yep. I'll talk about i'm not just trying to hammer you sorry that's okay um <laughs> what do you do to increase your the business skill side of it not not working on the business not like the photos the lashes the things like that what do you do to improve your business skill set like do you read books or do you have a, a your, your background in education honestly like working at nab has that helped uh, I would say it's more of a mindset. It's it's not 
it's not certain things where I'm like, okay, I have a finance course. I did this. I did yeah. that. It's honestly a mindset because you can learn, you can do business management in school and you can do a commerce degree, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a successful business owner. It's a mindset thing of, first of all, I always keep what my customers will think at the very center of everything that I do. And I don't know if that's going to be good advice that other people are going to think is good advice, but at the end of the day, they are what matters to me. They're what matters to me. Everything, their experience is super important to me. To When it comes to business skills, I think that I started off with – I mean, I'm sure I look like I have a lot of business skills now, but, dude, I had no business skills when I started my yeah. business. And a lot of people out there don't. And you don't, but the thing is that you have this vision and you have this dream and you do what it takes – to get there and along the way you learn to expand your mind to more than what you know you think to yourself i have this dream and i know that i can achieve it what can i do to get there it doesn't have to be huge things it's just little things day by day that you work on every day and you start to acquire those skills through mistakes through failed investments through you know ordering a product that wasn't right and now you know next time how to negotiate with your suppliers better how to communicate better um but yeah, to develop my business skills, it's honestly just been time. I don't know. What about you? Um, I'm always reading for starters. Yeah, like, I, I, read I, a lot did, of books, I did a commerce degree, and I, people say it's surely helped. I don't think it has. Like I, I started doing lashes when I was 21, and I knew absolutely nothing about business. And I'm not gonna lie, I was in it for the money. Yeah, because I didn't want a retail job. I, I worked in retail, and I was getting paid what twenty dollars an hour. Mm. And I was booking lash appointments at the same time because I knew after my shift I was going to make like four or five hundred dollars in lash and I was like yeah cash bro like Mm -hmm. as a 21 year old that's a lot of money so but I was making mistakes I was always late I was like late for clients texting so you were the type of lash check that everybody makes videos absolutely I was one of the I get that I used to smoke so my fingers would stink and I had a couple of clients that would say like can you go wash it I was horrible I was horrible yeah I was pretty bad too and then I would like (laughs) I'm just exposing myself here. Guys, I'm 35. This was like over 10 years ago. Someone's going to stitch this video and be like, anyway, this lady was my lash tech 10 years ago. Oh, God. (laughs) But, yeah, I made mistakes. Like, it's all learning and watching what other people do and what works for them. And I think, like, books and especially with social media now, you have access to so many different platforms with really successful entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I'm not going to say coaches because let's go for people that are – entrepreneurs let's go for business owners there but there's so many platforms where you can get free content now that from people that you know don't want anything from you they're not trying to sell you something um but they give you an insight into what works for them and how to do things yeah and if you just sit there and take the time to like and even youtube like i i, I watch um i think davey fogarty he owns the Udi. yeah yeah Udi? he puts yeah the Udi. yeah he, he puts up like 90 minute two hour videos yeah of you know how to set up a shopify store how to do drop shipping how, how to do this and that like he's not saying oh buy my course i'll like tell you no like he's he's giving you free information so when yeah. people are like i don't know how to do something i don't know it's the information is out there and i think once you spend more time in the business and you know growing that mindset and wanting to take your business further you will instinctively and subconsciously start looking for that content. And you receive the content so much better because you're in that mindset yeah. of being like, I want to improve my life. I want to improve my business. Yeah. So when someone tells you, if if I watched a video that I watched today and saw value in, four years ago, if I saw it, I'd be like, Absolutely. who the hell would find this helpful? Absolutely. So you have to be in that mindset, that that growth mindset 
where you are able to take on that information, not take it personally if it goes against what you're actually doing and yeah. be like, I'm going to take this and put it into my business. I remember years ago I was I, I got a, a, a sales and marketing book. I'm, I'm horrible with marketing. Like it's not my thing. Um, but the book was talking about funnels. And that yeah. was the first time I'd ever heard what a funnel was, right? Yeah. And I thought I was, oh, I'm a business owner. I got this. Do you want to explain what a funnel is? A funnel? Do you yeah. have to make me? Yes. Nah, it's like cold audience, warm audience, hot audience. It's like trying to get your customers. Um, now I can't see. I'm not going to explain it properly. So every time you, you, a customer is going to buy from you, they need to see your business on average about seven times. Yeah. So every time they see your business, whatever offer first is just like a general ad or whatever that doesn't sell them anything. And then if they're interested in that, they'll see the next, which is the warm audience. And they'll see an ad for that, which will might include an offer. And then if they interact with that, they'll get the hot offer and they're considered a hot audience because they've interacted multiple times and usually they convert. Yeah. Is that right? That's, that's yeah. the general gist of it. Yeah. I'm not really articulate in marketing, <laughs> but I, I didn't know that's, what a funnel yeah. was. So this book was all about, kept referring to funnels and audiences, hot, cold. And I'm like, I have no bloody idea what you're I talking care. about. But now <laughs> gone, I've kept all my books. Yeah. Um, going back, I can actually understand it now because this was, I think, before Facebook. This is before covid and all that but like years ago before facebook ads blew up to be a massive thing and everyone was talking about it or for me in business i feel like everyone talks about facebook ads so i had no idea like i used to just boost posts on instagram yeah and the good old days yeah the good old days yeah and i I had no idea that's how i learned what a funnel was because everyone was talking about it i'm like oh right so that's when i you go back and you read over things. It's like, okay, I'm in that headspace now. I'm ready to yeah. learn what a marketing funnel is. How do you think is a good way to develop business skills? Because from both of us, what I'm hearing is that it takes time. Do you think that I you think have to have a certain I, mindset? I personally think now that this is just a personal opinion. I could be wrong. Like, yeah. Businesses now, everyone wants to go from zero to 100 within a year or two to be some big shot with their blazer going, I'm a boss bitch, like in any industry, right? Yeah. And I think e-commerce has changed um, the, the scope of business. Because back in the day, traditional businesses like brick and mortar businesses, they would take years to build up. Yeah. So like I, I, from what I've seen from like family members that own businesses and stuff, they didn't become wealthy and successful overnight. Like yeah. most of my uncles have got businesses that started when I was a child yeah. and they're, they're in their fifties and sixties now. And now they're reaping the benefits the last 10 yeah. years or so. They're reaping the benefits of what the young e-commerce kids want within a year or two. It's instant gratification. People are looking That's for instant it. gratification these days. And I think before, days. before social media, and seeing what everyone owns and like what car they're driving and yeah. this and that. I think people were more focused on what they were doing and what they were doing only. Now, because you can see what people are posting online, it's like a race to see who can get that 100%. stuff first. Like I I have a f- one of my pet peeves. I know what this, this podcast is going here, there, everywhere, but like who cares? My, one of my pet peeves is people using designer shit to sell you something. Listen. That same. has nothing to do with that designer item. Unless it's you're like, wearing look at me, how it. successful I am. Yeah, but uh, like the people that do Insta stories with a handbag and says, buy my course. Like mm. what? Sh- what? Show the course. Like, yeah. Give me value. Do you know what I'm... Yeah. Like, Give me... Sell me the product. Yeah, not- I, I see that you can afford that. Yeah. But I'm not giving you money to buy that. I, I want to see value in why I'm giving you money because I can go yeah. buy it myself if I want to. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Yeah. And I think in the lash industry, and this is something that a lot of people don't realize, we can see people flexing. I'm sure you've noticed a lot of people have become lash suppliers in the last, I'd say like 24 months. A lot of people are starting yeah. lash supply businesses. But the the people, the thing that people don't understand is that, first of all, it takes a huge investment to start a lash business to get the products and stuff like that. I think that a lot of it comes from people posting how much money that they're making, but people don't understand that revenue is very different to profit. It doesn't mean that just because you're making $100,000 a month that you're taking home $100,000 a month. You might be taking home $18,000, depends on your product markup, Yeah, you know? And overheads. Exactly. So people that are showing off, yeah, people who have staff, insurances, everything. Um, So when people show off that type of lifestyle, they unknowingly are making the problem worse. Don't you think? Yeah, not, like, you, maybe not lifestyle, but... I usually but find it's the people that don't have all that stuff that show off their lifestyle more yeah. than the people that have actually worked for it because the people that have worked for it and have reached that level of, you know, whatever their business is doing with the factories and the, or the product, they, yeah. they, they're beyond that point of flexing. They don't they have don't to... Need fle- it. They've, they've, they don't have to prove themselves. Yeah, because they're reaching beyond yeah, that. Yeah, so, like, when I, when I had no money... I remember a few, like, I went through a patch of where I had absolutely no money. Mm. And um, I was brought up with designer stuff. I love my designer shit. I'm not going to say I'm not mm. like that. But I had, like, $1,000 left on my credit card. And I was yeah. broke as a joke. I was in debt. I literally spent my $1,000 on a Givenchy jumper because I had, my self-esteem was that low. Yeah. And I didn't want people to think that I was broke. So I bought a Givenchy jumper for $1,000, my last $1,000. It's the most pathetic thing I've ever done. And you know where that jumper <laughs> oh, is right now? Where? In my cupboard. And I won't wear it because yeah. every drug dealer in Western Sydney has made that jumper <laughs> look like, you know, when Ed Hardy was, yeah, you know that. <laughs> so I, what am I going to do with it now? Yeah. Do you know? Nothing. What, exactly. Nothing. So I'm not saying don't buy designer stuff. Go for it. I love a Birkin. I can't afford yeah. a Birkin. But like I love all that stuff. But I just feel like. When business or people use that stuff. It's dishonest. Yeah, it is. But it's just, I feel sorry for the people who buy into that alone. Like we all like nice things. Unless you're showing true value behind why someone should invest in your business. Besides the fact that you can afford that stuff. Yeah. It means fuck all. Because like I said, I bought a, a, a Givenchy jumper and you had with a, a credit card. Now, someone, if I put that on my business page which I'm sure there's a photo flying around of me with it, I, people could be like, oh, she's got money. She's got a Givenchy jumper. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, listen, if you want to buy something from me, listen to why I should th- or why that product is good for you. Yeah. Don't look at what I'm wearing. and Don't think that that's a factor as to, as to why you should buy my business. Look at, like, with the online course that I've got, the educator yeah. course. Yes, I should put more content out there about why it's good and what's involved and things like that. But you, I will never, hopefully, to my tr- my soul will never want to put, you know, a, a, a new car or a handbag going, you want to be an educator? You can have yeah. this Prada thing too. Like, it's not about that. Because once you can have that stuff, it's not important to you anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I 100% agree with like, you. Like, if you want your business to prosper, and a lot of, uh, uh, to touch on this as well, people will start making money in their business and start withdrawing it to buy that stuff yeah. like you're supposed to be reinvesting it in 100%. your business and I, i'm only talking for it's another experience thing with business like you said you make mistakes well i was making about three or four thousand dollars a week as a 21 year old right yeah i had no business knowledge i wasn't doing my books i was a complete 
effort. You're winging it. Yeah, winging it. I mm-hmm. lived at home with my parents. I was brought up in an uh, affluent household. Mm-hmm. I had it was play money. I was buying handbags. I was buying drugs. I was buying shoes. You know, yeah. my I had my I was I had my car bought for me. I had no issues. Yeah. But then when it came to the crunch, that I wasn't learning anything because I was like I was cocky. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, only my growth only came from when I went through a period of not having all that anymore that I had to actually think, put my hat on and be like, fuck, i got to really settle down and work this out. Yeah. And yeah. that's where it came. So now I am at a point where I can afford to do all that stupid shit I did in the past, but that would mean my business would suffer. Yeah. My business growth would suffer. Like my yeah. accountants, like don't withdraw money from the company to buy stupid shit. Like I know. Like, Is that something he consciously has to tell you? <laughs> They said it once. <laughs> it's really stuck with you. Well, yeah. But, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, I totally I, understand No what one you're told saying. me that. Like, I had to learn that myself. Yeah. I, I made the same mistake as a lash artist as well because you see everyone else doing it. Why can't I have it? Why can't I do it? And I did it. And I was like, now that I've grown my business, I could – like you said, I could buy all of that stuff, but my business growth would suffer so much. Yeah. Me taking $10,000 – I can't even say it. $10,000 out of my business to spend it on something that is going to give me very, very small. It's going to give me no result, to be completely honest. It's going to give me nothing buying two $5,000 bags. I would rather invest that into my business and watch it quadruple. Yeah. Potentially. Oh, you know what I mean? We're not saying not to treat yourself. We, we, like, I'm Maybe saying, I am. Oh, are you? <laughs> like, I think that there are – no. I think that if you have a business mindset – and you genuinely want your business to succeed, I think that you have to curb that type of spending. Oh, of I hate to say it. Yeah, like no, you, you can't – you have to treat yourself in a way that benefits your business. And you ha- it's, you've got to wait. You've got to delay that. You have that to wait. You have to wait. Yeah. You, can't, you can't grow your business and spend your money on things that you want today. Yeah. And like, like I was saying, like it's – you have to be a little bit more smart about the way that you spend your money that as well. That comes from having a business mindset though. That's where you Yeah, need but that's that's a, that's the other thing. It takes time to get to exactly. there as well because yeah. we've made the mistakes unless of you've got feeding help, into unless that Unless you've stuff. got someone behind you saying like, you know, Don't worry about a mentor it. Uh, yeah. or a parent or a partner that's, that, that has that experience already and it's telling you, all right, you've made this much money. You're going to put this percentage here. You're going to put it in your profit bank yeah. account, your GST bank account, all that. Unless you've got someone up like telling you what to do, You've got to work it out on your own. You've got to make mistakes exactly. and learn yourself. Yeah. And you got to deal with the fact that you have made these mistakes and you're probably – like I felt like shit when I realized that I had all this stuff, but I'm like, it's like $30,000, $40,000 worth of stuff. Yeah. Don't you – I don't know. I felt I, – I was like, what has this brought to me? Because I don't even wear designers. Yeah, now. no, I know. I feel the same <laughs> I told you that my car was my house deposit when I was 21. Yeah. Like I bought my car – and, and your car that was my appreciating house. asset as well. Yeah. Just silly mistakes, you know. And I had yeah, my business at the time. The thing you need, look, we all make them. Yeah. It's not like, that's another thing you have to really, like, I always think I was so hard on myself because I'm like, oh, I, I stuffed this up, I stuffed that up. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does No it. one is perfect. We have made those mistakes. Exactly. But we're here telling you as it's like okay. an older Everyone sister, makes them it's mistakes. okay. It's okay. Just like, go through it. I should have it. had lash salons by now, but unfortunately, yeah. like, it didn't happen like for this like whatever i went through in my life didn't happen yeah so now it's like do i want to open a lash salon now or should i just focus on the e-commerce stuff? yeah i get that i'm just grooving it now that's a good point that we're here saying 
that it's okay to make those mistakes because we don't take them ourselves we <laughs> we real, we sit but like off camera we're just like so harsh and critical of ourselves <laughs> and yet we're staying saying now everyone should be okay with mistakes so this could be therapy for us just to do this is this therapeutic yeah, is this what therapy really feels yeah. like this is what therapy feels like do you know what i'm gonna tell you something go like I was telling my, I've literally never spoken about this. I don't know if I should be speaking about this while we're recording a fucking podcast. But I, the first year that I started my business, like really expanding my business, I had a look at my bank account and I've never seen that much money moved. Like I'm an, my parents are immigrants. You mm. know what I mean? Like I came to this country when I was four years old. I had gone through, what was it like? I think it was like $210,000 and I had nothing in my bank account because I had reinvested it all into my business and <laughs> took most of it. So I do it, I'm doing it slowly. Like I don't, I'm not dumping money. But that's what I'm I mean. Scared. I but can't be broke ever again. It's like, the worst thing in the world to be broke. I agree with you. But at the same time, like that was such a fucked up moment for me because I literally cried. I was like to him, I have spent more money reinvesting into this business than I've ever seen in my life. I've only seen that amount at a negative. Yeah. <laughs> like it was such a crazy moment. It was a really crazy moment to to think to myself like, shit, I've put all this into a business. I have nothing to show for it. But at the time, looking back, I had a lot to show for it. Yeah. But it's really hard when you get to like that level and you're like making the money, but there's nothing. So it is hard. It's an emotional thing reinvesting into your business. Of course it is. And some people. It's always risk. That's why. There's always risk. And it was so early on in my business that I had I had no idea whether it was going to work. I had no idea if I was going to make more money. You know what I mean? It's like, like risky. I, don't, I feel like we're at two opposite ends because I don't pull any money out of my business. I don't pull anything out. Like everything, every cent that I make is reinvested back into my business because First of all, with the flexing thing, I never want my clients to feel like I'm buying a Chanel bag off their back. Yeah. Never. But the, I, I never want I don't them to post feel like on that. my business Instagrams that shit either because I feel the same way. I think that's the same. Like, but even don't the, the post conference, that on your business like, Instagram. I had to make a point before the Sydney conference. Please don't feel like you have to get dressed up in designer stuff to come because people were inboxing me like, I, I don't know what to wear. Oh, that's sad. I don't want to, like, I don't. No one should feel like that absolutely not no one should feel like that absolutely not and I, I didn't want people to think that like you have to wear gucci or fucking oh sorry for swearing um you don't like i don't want people to feel like that yeah definitely do you know what i mean yeah. like just it's anyway i also think that it's amazing that women are making so much money though like we're all in absolutely. this in this business where we are business owners entrepreneurs that are making so much money we're really we're in a position to create generational wealth for all, like, forever. I think the connotation with, like, the beauty school dropout thing, the high school dropout beauty school. Which is what even I thought. Has been depleted. Or yeah, 100%. Or in the process of de- being depleted. Because now people are starting to acknowledge. Well, people should have acknowledged this years ago. But, like, yeah. one of the only industries that will prosper during any economic downturn or whatever is beauty. beauty. Because you can't... Tr- put turn it into an online service yeah women are always going to look after themselves like yes there will be some people that like uh stop the luxury services but there are some people should say people not women because guys look after themselves too um that will always get their hair done no matter what state their finances are in or so it's 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 an industry that's never going to disappear yeah and it's always evolving and there's so much money in it to the fact there's so many beauty businesses that are run by men yeah like that's saying so if, if men like not to say that men are oblivious that to like beauty well, they kind of are 
Yeah, but some are not. Some are taking advantage of the fact that it's a multi-billion because dollar industry. Because they've opened industry. their eyes and been like, That's what hey, I'm saying. step so back now from I the think stereotype. That the women that have taken that role is not just a beauty therapist or a lash artist, as a business owner. As an entrepreneur. It's yeah. like, it's it's amazing. It's empowering. It's it's amazing to say, and even though we say all of this stuff, you know, people buying designer bags and stuff. Dude, all these people have the money to buy it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That's hard. amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. That's incredible and that's that we're in a like position to do that. You want to be able that. to get to a point where you, you can... You don't think about it. You can buy something. It doesn't have to be a designer item, but you can buy whatever you want and not have to feel guilty about yeah. it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we're living life and we've got one life. So I literally... I don't I don't feel that. I don't... I, what? I'm... I'm such an opposite to you what do you mean i don't feel i don't yeah but you have i'm not the I'm type of person like i'm at a point now i've been hustling since i was 16 like i bought my first house when i was 20 i'm tired yeah like enough. if i can't afford to buy something now when i don't have kids i don't have school fees to pay for yeah that's i don't have different. any like if i can't like i went to singapore a couple months ago mm. uh jen asked me to go like my straight away i'm like no i gotta save money and then i thought when am i Why? ever gonna go to singapore again yeah. When am I ever going to stay at Marina Bay Sands again? Like, yeah. I could. But who, like, why would I say no to this opportunity? And that yeah. is a luxury. So, and I'm grateful I went. It was an amazing experience to stay at Marina Bay Sands. Yeah. And me at 25, me at 20, couldn't do it. Unless, yeah. like, I went with my parents when I was 16. Like, yeah. it was something. And I literally, I sat at the pool watching the sunset and I made a TikTok about it. I was like, I am in Singapore on the roof of Marina Bay Sands watching the sunset yeah like i can afford to do this like yeah that is an insane feeling of like even like not just like uh, it wasn't even a flexing thing it was like it was an achievement for the work i had done yeah it was like finally because we always think we don't do enough we're not getting somewhere enough we're not doing enough it's because when i found that the more i was just like hustling 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 staying home in my apartment planning the conferences sitting online and not enjoying anything makes you burn out once mm. you have that moment of like, and I'm not saying to do it all the time, and it could be something small or like whatever, but for me it was that moment of sitting in Singapore. That's amazing. Where I knew I didn't have to like, oh my god, I can't afford. Like, I didn't have to pay credit. I didn't. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was. I I sat there without the stress. Like it's like I I earned this. I worked hard. I deserved it. Yeah. And when have you ever heard me talk about like that about myself? I'm always like putting myself down. Like I'm not doing enough. In that yeah. moment. In that time. Me spending some money on myself made me realize, you know what, I'm actually, I actually am. Yeah, that's amazing. Heading towards a goal. Such an amazing moment to have. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, like, I understand, like, you don't want to spend money. I get it. You're in your hustle phase. Like, I need to keep hustling too. But, like, you know, one day. I feel like once I get to 10 years of the business, I won't feel so bad about yeah. spending money. So, I'm hoping that I will get to that stage where you feel comfortable enough in your own skills because deep down you wouldn't have spent that money if you didn't feel confident in your skills in your ability to make it back right do you oh you're just like fuck it you're like fuck it look, <laughs> both look my mum passed away at 48 years old yeah as well this is another factor that i take into consideration now i i, I think i have a greater I, I think i have a greater appreciation for life and how short it is because i don't know you know touch wood she was diagnosed with cancer at 44. Yeah. Uh, and me being 35 years old, that's nine years away for me. Not that I'm saying I'm going to get it, but she didn't travel. She didn't go out no, of Australia. that's a really good point. She didn't go. She didn't. She did not. She And she used to spend money on designer things. And I know for a fact that like, I, like buying the designer stuff instead of traveling as well. Mm. No. Nah, it's got to, like, I, you know what I mean? I don't want yeah. 
and we had a short time with her and I just I want to make sure that I enjoy it a little bit as well you've had a lot more life experience though, that's what I'm saying but I'm like 10 years older than you it'll come it'll come but you are a mum I'm not a mum yet so I'm still yeah. I'm still like your age mentally I've got all the um yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're completely opposite that's i right. know we're completely opposite people aren't we sorry balance each other out <laughs> so i want to do something else sure i want to do really quickly mm-hmm. no context okay five icks that you have in the lash industry oh god i already have my five <laughs> five icks trying to get everyone in the lash industry to do the same thing and follow one person's trajectory mm-hmm. instead of just letting everyone do what they no want context. to do that is is that context oh no context i get what you mean by no context um is that all do you want another one i said five so. Oh, five. five. jesus if you want one okay five x it can be anything man i don't know you yeah, say what's your x okay now i forgot you put me on the spot see what i mean I forgot. Um, an ick in the lash industry for me is people who – talked about this before. An ick in the lash industry for me is people who put down pre or pro-made artists when they're handmade artists. Oh, my God, yes. That's a Massive ick. Can we, we – But no context. No context. <laughs> no context. Interpret that however you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, my second ick is when – Oh, oh my god! I got my second ick for me. Facebook forums, Facebook groups. <gasps> I will never be in them. I hate. I've been them. banned from them all. Oh, why? I got kicked out. I don't know. The moderators don't like me. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't like them. I think it's a playground for. It's pretty toxic. I'm not gonna lie. That's all it is. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Facebook. <laughs> That's such you a good no one. Co- no context. That's just, a good one. That's a good one. Okay. I like that. Um, an ick for me in the lash industry is when people increase their prices, but their work is still shit. <laughs> oh, like they say, hey, guys, we've taken on some new studies. Or, no, or like done some new courses. An ick for me as well is like when people, yeah, like so when. Price increase because of cost of supplies going yes, up. Yes. Not the fact like that I've the, taken it, on yes. extra courses to improve my work. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't know why. I'm not going to give but context. You, I just don't like it. So what, you look at people's pages and see the work's the same and see, notice their prices have gone up? Um, I think that you should definitely that's, be fair to your clients really and charge what you're worth. I've seen it. Dude, I train people all the time. Like, I've seen this shit happen. And it's just my personal opinion. But if you can't isolate, you should not be doing any price increases. To be completely honest, Ooh, like there. get that down first. Yeah. It's such a critical thing to know how to do, you know? This is true. Um, but yeah, I don't like that. What else is an ick for me? Mm, oh, oh God, okay. I'm scared. When, when, when lash artists make content about their clients that's negative. I used to do this and I agree with you it's because such a bad thing the to comments do. I was getting, I thought it was the only thing I could relate. This is when reels first became a thing. It was yeah. like start a lockdown. Is, this, when, is that when you were still doing clients? Oh, I was finishing. Oh, yeah. I was pretty much doing what okay. leading up to COVID. That's okay, when yeah. TikTok got big mm-hmm. or started. People learned about TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was not TikTok content. It was like talking content it was all trends it was when the trends yeah, the yeah sounds yeah. and everyone was getting used to it the only stuff i could think of was like situations with clients shitting on your clients but the, the reels <laughs> going viral but then the people were like 
I would never come to you because this is how you talk to your yeah. baby. I was like, shit. I didn't think like I just didn't think. Man, you learnt the hard way. Yeah, but like, you know, what yeah, I guess. But yeah. if someone didn't point it out, you wouldn't have thought it. I stopped I, then and there. So don't do it. Yeah, I agree. Don't do it. Especially if you are still someone who is taking on clients or wanting to grow a business with clients. Oh, such a bad move. Yeah. It's so it cringe. Puts off, it's, a, it's a put off. Like, why would yeah. you want to go see a lash artist who's talking shit about their clients? Yeah, online? it's like when your clients. What if they make snore? something about you? Like, yeah. I wouldn't want that either. So I, I, I can appreciate that. It's better that. to poke fun at yourself. Yeah. That way. The only time it's I'll ever fine. poke fun at clients is if I knew the. Like, if it's a got to do with me like it's a story like i've had exes new girlfriends come to me that yeah like shit like that that's when i'll make fun of it because i'm i don't care i i make no i well <laughs> <laughs> like, i literally had one of the girls that my ex-boyfriend cheated on me with come get her lashes that's done. crazy she had no idea who i was that was fun that's crazy yeah that is insane yeah that we'll leave that for another day <laughs> lash tech horror stories mm. um what was i gonna say fuck X. X. Oh, no. Um, you know, I still – I used to make content like that as well, but I'm gearing my audience towards lash artists. Yeah. So it's relatable content for them. I'm not gearing my yep. business towards clients, yeah, clients anymore. So it's relatable content yeah. to lash artists. And that's another thing with my Instagram too. Most of my Instagram following was built when I was lashing. Yeah. So now the content is changing and steering towards lash artists. And you have to be intentional with that. Yeah. So with the conferences and stuff like that, I get messages like, oh, aren't you doing lashes anymore? Like, what is yeah. this? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm becoming yeah. something different. I'm evolving. I don't want to, you know. But who knows? Like, that's TikTok. It's more I started basing my content towards lash artists. Yeah. Yeah. What you were already doing at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's another ick for you? Another ick for me. I feel like we've shitted on lash artists too much now. Let's. Yeah, but we're allowed to. It's like when you shit on your own there nationality. Are yeah. It's like when you shit on your own <laughs> nationality you don't, or your own family. You can do it, but no one else can do it. We're, it's yeah. a collective. We're all, you're our family. Yeah. That's why we're. And everyone does it. We're doing it in a polite way. We're not saying anything no one else would say, I don't think. That's true. Um, and if we are and we get cancelled, oh well. It's too bad. Too bad. <laughs> I don't know. What's, what's another ick for you? I'm just trying to think now. That's enough. You should have just said three. Is that three? That's enough. That was the long. I'm pretty longer. sure I have another ick brewing inside of me. Go on. <laughs> we know it's coming. I have a lot of that. <laughs> Any more icks? Or that's it? Um. Nah, I think that's about it. All right, but I think we should wrap it up for now. Yeah. This is our first go. Yeah. We're still testing the waters. We're still making mistakes. Um. How do you think we went? Um. I think we did really well. Yeah. Hopefully, people think so too. All right. But we would love to know what you think. Yeah, we'd love your feedback. Episode. If Please you want us to shut feedback. up and never do this again, we could also do that. Um, <laughs> I won't. You My voice is being heard. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so is yours. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, we will see you next time.